Hey y'all, and welcome to After the Final Score. I'm Leah Van, I'm joined by Michael Loss, and we are here to just wrap up that game we saw today. Mike, what is your immediate reaction? Well, that, nobody told us that was going to happen, did they? No. <laughs> uh, I picked Iowa by two touchdowns. I, I felt like they were just a better team, but come on, this was ridiculous. I mean, Indiana, a team that scored points like crazy last year, moved the ball around beautifully last year, 233 yards. Iowa's defense was in mid-season, late-season form. And they come out in game one and just silenced them. It was impressive. And I have to think the rest of the Big Ten is not too pleased with what they saw. No. Well, and I, what struck me, too, was we were talking. I think I felt like I was more worried about Indiana's defense, which obviously it didn't really matter because most of Iowa's points came from their defense. But um, and Iowa's offense did a little bit. It was a great. But Vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, I'm, I was encouraged by what I saw on defense. Like, when we're talking about the depth in the secondary, I mean, I felt like at, there were four opportunities. There were, like, two other opportunities in addition to the three interceptions that we saw for even more interceptions. Yeah. I, I was really impressed. Oh, it was, it was picks. It was near picks. It was hurries. It was harassment. I mean, it was four quarters. of They didn't give an inch. They really didn't. I mean, Indiana didn't score a touchdown and didn't really come close to scoring a touchdown. No, not even close. I mean, yeah, I mean, and they they made they got in the red zone. I thought, like, they probably should have went for the touchdown that second time around. Yeah. Not it, that it would have done anything. It's all semantics, you know, at, at that point because they were, I mean, they were a beaten team. I thought they were a beaten team three minutes into the game. Uh, when Before Penix throws that first pick six of Riley Moss's, he didn't look confident to me. He didn't look comfortable. He's a guy who had reconstructed knee surgery nine months ago. You could tell. And it, he just didn't look like the player before that knee injury. And uh, that's, it's too bad in that regard because I thought we were going to get to see a, a two-way offensive show. But this was a mismatch. Yeah, I, um, I saw him slip a couple times on the turf. I don't know if you noticed I did. that. I definitely saw him very off balance. It's almost like he came back too soon. Not that I'm gonna like assess his health or really like I know how he's feeling. Yeah. I mean, he could have been nervous, but then again, you look at Michael Penix's He didn't stats. get any help. Yeah, he didn't get any help. Um, and then also in addition, he is pretty inconsistent. You look at his passing percentage last year. I mean, yeah, he threw for like 1,600 yards, but he also still had a completion percentage that was worse than Spencer Petras. Yeah, he threw some bad passes today. I don't think his, his receivers distinguished themselves at all, but the second pick six Moss had was just a bad pass. And, and there could have been more interceptions. There were, like, yeah, like I said, there were definitely two more. I mean, Matt Hankins had that one until yeah. John Wagner was penalized. And then there were, you know, Kevon Merriweather had another opportunity. Dane Belton got his first interception. Um, but yeah. what a performance by Moss. I mean, yeah. they put it on uh, the internet tonight. I didn't know this in time to write it, but that was only the fourth time a Big Ten player's had two pick sixes in the same game, and the last three were Iowa guys. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, Josh Jackson against Wisconsin in 2017, and then in 2013, B.J. Lowry 
who uh, briefly played in the NFL, did it against Western Michigan. So it's like it, uh, four times in the conference's history, and, and three Iowa guys have done it in the last eight years. Yeah. Well, and another thing that um, I did not – our camera is having an issue. Um, another thing I didn't expect was a Spencer Petras rushing touchdown. <laughs> of more than one yard. Yeah. You know, nine. Had, nine yards. He had a couple of one-yard TD sneaks last year, <laughs> but this was nine yards up the gut. I don't know. He's giving Nate Stanley a run for his money, right? Isn't Nate Stanley well, known for the, being the guy who can truck up the middle? Yeah. I, he's got something to prove before I – compare him but that almost that play had a uh, a great start and then this ugliness hung over the stadium for a minute as Tyler Linderbaum laid on the turf in the end zone yeah that was and it's like you know what happened here and ah, he's okay yeah <laughs> Tyler Linderbaum gives us all a heart attack and then all of a sudden he comes in the press conference like I'm fine everything's good no big deal uh Spencer said that run was planned it was planned, which, like, shocked me because I was like, it very much looked like a broken pass play where he was like, all right, I guess there's a hole in the middle because eventually everybody has taken off into coverage, right? And then he's just, he's just like the quarterback who's nobody's covering him. Yeah. So, but it apparently was planned. So I'm excited to go back and, like, look, uh, look through some of these plays again and see, oh, okay, maybe this was intentional. But, yeah, he said it was intentional. We did see some other creative plays. I saw the Wildcat a couple times. Mm -hmm. And also Tyrone Tracy was rushing. Yeah, a few end arounds. Yeah, yeah. and I, I liked that. I thought that worked well for him, and it does give him more ball, um, more time with the ball. He's which too is... good a player not to get a lot of touches. Yeah. And, and they used him in that regard a little last year, but – but they had Smith and Smith-Marset, so there right. was, you know, not a lot to go around as compared to this year. He's a gifted player, and, you know, he needs to rush the ball two, three times a game as far as I'm concerned. So the Big Ten West, go through these games again with me. Wisconsin yeah, lost Yeah, that's today. the big one. Wisconsin lost at home to Penn State. Now, if Wisconsin and Iowa tie at the end of the season and Wisconsin beats Iowa, okay, but... Iowa's one up on Penn, uh, on Wisconsin one week into the season. Iowa beat its East Division foe, mm -hmm. uh, a team that was ranked. Higher than them. Yeah, Wisconsin lost to Penn State in Madison. So Wisconsin's behind the eight ball from the get-go. I know there's a long way to go, but this is a good day for Iowa and a bad day for Wisconsin. Yeah, and like I said, Minnesota put up quite a fight against Ohio State, even though they lost, and they probably lost their starting running back, too. So, um, But I don't know. It's it's looking – the Big Ten's having an interesting weekend. Northwestern, my alma mater, lost. Uh, but I can't say I'm surprised about that one because I know they weren't returning very many starters. And the quarterback I've seen before, and he was kind of iffy. So We got a game coming up in Ames. Yeah. You, you, I, I believe that people have heard a little something about this. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State was fortunate today. From every, I didn't see the game. I just read about it and looked at the stats. But it looks like, looks like they were fortunate. Uh, Sixteen to ten over Northern Iowa, and Northern Iowa had its chances. But we've seen these starts from Iowa State before. Right. Uh, and that's something you learn from. Twenty twenty. You patch up those. You patch those things up. And uh, there's a, there's something to be said about like playing down to your opponent sometimes, which 
okay, good teams aren't supposed to be, aren't supposed to do that. But when you're trying to set the tone, like you feel a little laxed, you're like ranked really high. You can kind of get in your head a well, little bit. I, I would say that uh, that's not the case here. Northern Iowa is an excellent football program. They, they didn't have a great season last season, but over mm -hmm. the last 20, 25 years, it's been a terrific FCS program. Last year, Iowa State started by getting whipped by Louisiana, and right. the world, you know, the sky was falling. Turned out Louisiana had a hell of a good team, and so did Iowa State. Well, Louisiana is ranked, but no longer ranked because they just got beat by Texas. So hook them, horns. Uh, well, I blame the hurricane that. for that. <laughs> oh, come on. Iowa and Iowa Give State. Give me this one. Yeah, Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, I think it's still going to be interesting because rivalries – they're always close no matter what, I feel like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean. It was 18 to 17 the last time they played. Oof. Yeah. I don't know what Iowa State's defense looks like. I know their offense is it's supposed good. to be explosive. But I know that Indiana's offense was supposed to be explosive. Speaking of offense, though, was not super impressed with Iowa's offense today. Yeah, it was pedestrian. You yeah. know, I, I thought that, uh, that Petrus did all right. There were some throws that weren't great, but he had some drops early. Uh, they got the job done, you know, uh, and also... They did enough. They didn't have to do an overwhelming amount or no. show an overwhelming amount, which they can thank uh, Riley Moss and company for. Right, but, but you're not always going to have Riley Moss getting two pick sixes. So to me, what you know, I did want to ask in the press conference, but it is kind of hard to ask when you're coming off such a dominant win is like, okay... How did you evaluate that offense? And, like, what do you think you need to improve on? Why wasn't Spencer hitting some of his targets? Now, part of that's on Spencer, but part of that, honestly, some there were a lot of drop passes today. Um, and I don't know if... It was week one. Yeah, you know, I think that's I mean, Laporta had game. a drop early in the game, and that's like, you know, you can count on one hand the number of drops he'll have this season. That's true. That's true. And we did see Luke Lachey get a, his first reception. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and the thing is, Lachey and Laporta did their work on Goodman's touchdown run. I right. mean, they threw blocks on the edge that were textbook Iowa tight end blocking. Yep. Away went Goodman, and away went the Hawkeyes. Yeah, that was that was a good one. And then um, I'm trying to think of other ones that stood out to me. I mean, obviously Tyler Goodson had a great game, and um, but there were two fumbles, and they, I think that was also like a week one thing. So. Yeah, they didn't have any picks. Ryan, they had a freshman playing left tackle, and he did, by all accounts, a really good job. Ryan Richmond, a surprise starter at that. Yeah. Who must have really wowed him in practice over the last week, and he, he continued that on the field. He's from suburban Kansas City, and it looks like they got themselves a player there. I will say I saw Justin Britt miss a couple blocks there at right guard, but most of the, most of the time the, the offensive line seemed to be solid. So, um, I don't know. I think Iowa was very impressive today. Yeah, and uh, what it does is it uh, elevates the hype, which, who doesn't like that? We like hype. We like good stories. I think that's what we root for, right? <laughs> Let's see if we have one next week. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in.